Well, welcome everyone from around the world to this edition of Human Wisdom Live. And today we're going to talk about something that really is the glue that keeps relationships together, which is kindness. Every religion talks about it. And what we're going to explore today is what gets in the way of being kind. My guest today is Martha Van Dam, who's a friend and a psychotherapist based in Florida in the United States. And uh, welcome, Martha. Oh, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. I've loved when we do these things. <laughs> yes, we've had some wonderful discussions. And the plan for this call is it'll generally be about an hour long. Martha and I will try and speak for about half an hour. We're going to pose questions, which we're going to explore. We'd love your insights into those questions into the chat, and we'll weave that into the conversation. After we finish talking, we'd welcome your thoughts and comments on any of the topics that we raised. So Martha, let's get started. Why bother with the question? Why should we be more kind? We've talked about this because it's so important. It, it affects every piece of our life. And we think about how many relationships we're in in our world, whether it's a significant other or the lady who's checking us out at the grocery store. But we have inter interactions with all these people. And so our, amount, our ability to be empathetic and kind is going to affect their day. It's going to affect our day and how we feel about ourselves. It's, um, I love the idea that it just contributes goodness into a world that has an awful lot of pain in it. Yeah. And, and the goodness as it gets contributed to the world, it literally does make a difference. Yeah. You know, um, yesterday I was talking to some teenagers in Dubai, they're part of our student advisory group. And I asked oh, them, yeah. what do they want for their life ahead? And each one of them said, I want to be happy. Okay. Now, if we want to be happy, we can't be happy if any of our relationships are unhappy. And the glue that holds our relationships together and keeps them healthy is kindness. Yes. But nobody connects those dots, or very few people do. And, um, okay, my next question is, what are the different ways in which we can be kind? There are, of course, the obvious ways, but there are subtle ways too, right? Absolutely. Um, we've talked about we can have kindness in our just in our thoughts instead of the opposite would be having tense and angry and critical thoughts. So we can have be kind in our thoughts. I think we need to be being very kind to ourselves. Yes. I do believe that our ability to be kind to others flows out of our ability to be kind and non-judgmental to ourselves. But we want to be kind to others, kind to ourselves, kind in our communication, our thoughts, our actions. Okay. So let's start with how can we be kind? And you, you mentioned one thing, which is being less critical of ourselves. When I talk to young people, this is their one of their biggest problems is they're really critical of themselves. They have this critical voice in their mind because mm -hmm. somehow they're not matching their ideals. So I think kindness begins in our thinking and um, just the way in which um, our mind works and how we think about others. I mean, you'll notice in yourself how easy it is when we look at people to be critical of them. <laughs> the mind needs no encouragement to do that, right? So easy. 
so easy. I knew of a woman who carried, you know, these little clickers that they use at sports events to click maybe laps. So they're counting laps. It just counts things. I knew of a woman who kept a little clicker with her like that when she was trying to tune into how often am I having these thoughts? So she would keep the clicker and every time she realized she was having one, she'd click it, just keep it in her pocket. And by the time she got to the end of the day, she was into the like 600s. And she and and of course, those are the only ones she caught. And she realized it's all the time. How can I be healthy if my mind is just ruminating on negative, negative, critical, negative? And um, I, that, so I think the biggest, the first piece is recognizing when it's happening in our own mind. We can't really do anything about it until we're aware of how prevalent it is in our own mind. I love that idea. I wonder if we could do a little scientific experiment. Yeah. And if one had a clicker in their pocket and mm -hmm. clicked it every time they had a negative thought about themselves mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. something else. And mm -hmm. to ask, how can you be happy if you have those negative thoughts, you know? Sure. Um, but I think the other thing to do is perhaps when you start thinking about other people, there's always two roads. You can think the best of them or you can be critical. And yes. our natural tendency is to be critical because mm -hmm. being critical somehow strengthens my sense of I, my sense of me. You know, it may, gives me a certain sense yes. of power or pleasure. I'm better than Malta yes. or Gopalan or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yes. But to think the best of people that's real kindness, right? It is real kindness. And we have to be honest about how that's not an easy place to get to because we're in habit. We're, mm. Our neural pathways have created habits. They're looking for the negative to protect us in life. And so that is what's taking the most um, energy if until we become aware of it and can change it. Yes. So someone's having behaving badly, someone's being in a bad mood, to think the best of them at that time, even though they're being irritating, irritating to you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's a, a real art. It's, it's not easy to do, but it's something we can all aspire for. It is a real art. And so we said, if we become aware of it, then now we have a foundation for making a change. So we become aware of it. And I heard someone just yesterday say that he had started every time he recognized that he had a negative thought about his wife, he would immediately say, all right, I've had that thought. Now I have to come up with a positive one. And so every time he had a negative thought, oh, she's selfish. Oh, she's lazy. Oh, whatever. Then he would also say, she's a good mom or she's really loving with me. And he would force his mind to at least see the, the two sides of of what what was mine is trying to do that's I wonderful that yeah i can't believe that i mean it's amazing that people think like that right to think sure. but to realize the importance of it i think that's the first thing because yes. absolutely it's something in your own interest to to yes. to think more kindly uh, we'll just um in passing mention there's kindness to our body too right we need to eat in moderation exercise sleep uh, well, we won't go into that in too much, but it is, of course, a measure of kindness. What about communication? How can we be more kind in our communication? It's such a big subject. It is such a big subject. 
we tend to hear a thing, whatever is the thing, and we have maybe a negative personal reaction to it. And then we go into our own selves, our own reaction. And so we've talked about this a little as well. I think the first thing, maybe the number one thing we can do to help um, in our communication is to become curious, to yes. put the word in our mind, write it on our hand if we have to, write it wherever we're going to see it. But when we're in conversation with someone, if we can put our minds into a place of, I will be curious about this person. Well, why, why did you want to do it that way? Well, um, what it's asking because, because we tend to hear the thing and judge it, but if we can hear the thing and then become curious about it, it will almost always change our perception, at least in some way. Yes, absolutely. And I thought also when we are listening, instead of responding to ask a question, and that comes from the same curiosity, Martha, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. why are you thinking that way? Or yes. what is it that led you to do this? Or what inspired you? Or something, a follow-up question about them and what's be going on in their mind. And I think that's just so kind. It makes someone feel valued, listened to. All of that. Absolutely, it does. And we all know the feeling. Someone says something to us and we get some sort of feeling in our body, a tightness in our chest, a clench in our gut. We get something. And if we can tune in, then become curious about that. Why am I having that reaction to what they said? That's about me. Why? Why? What's that about? Yes. Great value in that as well. That curiosity, it's just going to, it can make such a huge difference. You know, the other day I, I spoke to a young woman in uh, Dubai who suffered from depression and she's got over it now. But she said when she see, went to see her therapist for the first time in her life, she felt properly heard. Yes. See? Yes. And it's such a deep need all of us humans have. But mm -hmm. for some reason, we're unable to offer that to other people we meet, to be to absolutely listen to them deeply with curiosity and it's the kindest simplest thing we could do right it is the kindness and the uh, and the dichotomy of it the awkwardness of it is that we want to be heard as well yes. so we're in that conversation we yes the healthy thing would be the kind thing would be to hear them but we also want to be heard so it now we have a little bit of a conflict yes yes okay so We've talked about listening, but in speaking too, the kindness I think comes from pausing and asking a simple question. How is this going to be received? We rarely ever do that. Right? And quite often when I do that, I end up saying nothing at all. <laughs> it's just not the right thing to say. You know, it's not the right time or the right thing to say or whatever. You know, you realize someone's just going to react because they're irritable or something. Sure, sure, sure. Timing, yes. So, so that um, that conversation, timing is a big important piece of it, is it not? Yes, yes. And I think, especially in close relationships, we tend to be really critical of each other, whether it's parents for, to, towards children, or spouses or partners. And if you're not aware of it, you can just be on an automatic stream of criticism, and of mm -hmm. course, that's so unkind. It makes you know, someone feel bad, it can strain your relationship and all that, right? Sure. And many of us may have learned that pattern just from our parents it, or from or from teachers or from friends and neighbors. We hear it and then we just pick it up. 
Yes, yes. And of course, to try and avoid sarcasm, because that's, again, <laughs> just a little knife in the back, isn't it? <laughs> and, you're, and you're laughing while you're doing it, so they can't even pretend they're hurt, because then that would kind of, uh, you know. Yes, and that close. was difficult to let go of, because it's a little bit fun. Mm. It feels a little bit nice to throw that in the moment, to yes. throw that sarcastic jab. And so that one, I think, is a little more of the more difficult ones, just to say no. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and just to train yourself to be less reactive in conversations, you know, whether it's breathing exercises or just awareness. Yes. And yes. again, it's just such a kind thing to do. Uh, someone's having an irritable, bad day. The best thing you can do is just not react to that at all. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's kindness in our actions. And we don't need to go into too much here, but there's just a whole range of things that are possible. You know, that you could do something every day, right? Absolutely. Just last night, I ran into an Aldi grocery store. And in the Aldi grocery stores, you have to put a quarter in to get the buggy. And then when you put the buggy back, you get the quarter back. Well, I, I go to the store and someone had left a quarter there. And I thought, oh, they did that on purpose. That was very, they just left it so that someone would not have to dig in their pocket to get a quarter. So when I left the buggy, I left the quarter. And I thought, how hard is that? Yes. Just someone had the idea. It's just a simple thing. And you know, the amazing thing is we never forget a kindness, you know. That's true. You know, when my son was two years old, he went to hospital to have some nosebleed repaired. And I was nervous wreck, you know, just <laughs> despite being a doctor and surgeon and all that. The surgeon afterwards knew I would be anxious and he called me. Um, and I've never forgotten that simple kindness. It was a two minute call, Manoj, everything's fine, you know, and so on. Yeah. So we never, ever forget a kindness. And to remember that when we're offering that to others, it can really brighten up somebody's I actually life. had not thought about that, Manoj, but I agree 100% that I can I could list, we all could probably start listing off things when people have been kind to us. You're right. It does stick with us. Yeah, I mean, that was 25 years ago, but, you know, it's still, <laughs> or I remember the time when a woman bought me a cup of coffee from in the railway car, you know, I was traveling. Yeah. She said, can I get you something from... And she just spontaneously got me a cup of coffee and refused to take any money for it and all uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, small things like that. Um, so, um, yeah, as I said, to people who've come, just joined us, please leave your comments in the chat and we'll get a chance to talk once Martha and I have just finished going through some of this material. Okay. Um, maybe one last anecdote I'll share is a couple I used to know who'd been married for 40 years but they left little post-its for each other, you know, all through wow. the house. I've heard you know, about thanking that. them or appreciating each other for something or, you know. You know, yes, I've heard. And I read just lately about a woman who um, consistently gave one of her son's post-it notes. I'm proud of you. You're going to do great today. Praying for you during your test. Just those post-it notes. And what she didn't know was he saved them all. And then he gave them back to her in this large framed picture so with all of these post-it notes maybe a picture of them together but all of these post-it notes around she will treasure that forever yes <laughs> so i think if you just ask the question how can i be more kind mm -hmm. your mind will come up with all sorts of possibilities but the important thing is um to ask the question um david's just said kindness caring empathy are essential tools in our uh, humanity yeah. toolkit and absolutely agree. Yeah. 
Okay, Martha. So coming to the real nub of our conversation, which is what do you think gets in the way of being kind? We've identified how important it is for ourselves and the world and our relationships. Why, why are we not as kind as we could be? What gets in the way of that? Such a, such a good, thoughtful question. Um, and as I've thought about it, the first thing that comes to my mind is it's generally something about ourself. Either we're, and I think, why, why do I not stop more and fee, uh, pay for the person behind me, you know, in, in the drive through or something? And it's often because my mind is in where I'm going, what I'm doing, it's about me. And if it's about me, it's a little bit more difficult for it to be about the other person. Yes. So um, our minds are self-absorbed, aren't they? From morning to night, with our minds are thinking. But if you click that, use that clicker to check how yes. often you're thinking about yourself. Mm -hmm. My mm -hmm. goodness, you know, that's yes. going to be um, ninety percent of your thoughts. So we're self-absorbed. And we also discussed that if we're stressed or anxious or unhappy in any way, our mm -hmm. mind is even more focused on itself and its own pain. A hundred percent. And we all have past injuries, past somethings that have taught our brains things to fear that maybe we don't need to fear. They are, our brains are responsive to so many things in our, in our um, interactions. And so those things that are happening with uh, in us, our fears get triggered, our our hurts get triggered, and then we're back in ourselves. We're not able to love others because we're protecting ourselves. Yes, yes. I think it's this preoccupation really with ourselves that doesn't, even in a close relationship, leave mm -hmm. any space for you to think about the other person. And what are their what needs? Do, what are they expecting? Yes. And so on. What do you think about this, Man Manoj? Because if we're thinking about all of these, like these preoccupied things you're talking about, then then yes, we, we can't think about other people. But at the same time, if we genuinely feel a compassion for ourselves hmm. and a love for ourselves, then it's easier to give out of that. Yes. So there's it's like there's a balance. What does the thinking about ourselves need to be about? Negative yes. or positive? Yes. I think you need a heart that it's, is at peace. Yes. If you're not at peace with yourself, there's no space, you see. And Todd's just put a comment in that we only have so much space in the head. And does negativity cancel kindness? I, probably it does. Don't you think, Martha? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I would think the only way it would not cancel kindness would be if we're aware of it and we're trying to push through it and we're trying to feed more. But that's somebody who's really paying attention to what's going on in their head and their heart. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, one more thing that gets in the way is our disappointments, our memory of all mm. our disappointments in our relationships. In any relationship, there's going to be a history of disappointment, right? Because that's mm -hmm. the nature of life and relationship. If you remember them, if you keep score of all those disappointments, they just keep adding up and they drive kindness completely out. Sure. Absolutely. And you mentioned when we spoke earlier that the world has become so transactional as well. So yes. our culture kind of expects, I give something nice, you scr I scratch your back, you scratch my back. It kind of has that little bit of a lot of expectation. I can only speak for my culture in the United States, but I'm assuming it's similar across the globe. 
I yeah. don't know. Well, no, it's the same, I'm sure, everywhere. And <laughs> imagine if you've done something for somebody and they haven't done something back. Right. That makes right. you cynical. And you say, well, why should I bother to be kind? The world is such a mean place. You know, you develop right. this whole negative perception of people mm-hmm. and the world, and then that influences. Um, and that's that becomes a reality for you too, right? If you're because- negative, you meet negative people because you're going to draw that out of them isn't it the truth isn't it the truth and and i think maybe it only takes one experience of having one person where you decide i'm going to be kind to that person because i choose to be that way it's because of who i want to be and i will have no um, preconceptions or disappointments in their reaction it's like we have to decide i'm going to give and then and then shut down the phone and not be worried about if i'm going to hear a response after we have a, an experience of that or two, it helps us, I think, to be able to say, my kindness about is about me giving. It's not about any expectation. It's a gift I give myself. It's something yes. I'm doing for me. Whereas yes. our mind is yes. the opposite. It thinks I'm doing something for you. Yes. You see, yes. but kindness is something that nourishes our own spirit. And again, determines the person you are, see? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Uh, just like the rose gives its fragrance to whoever walks past it, uh, it doesn't discriminate. And, and so our kindness, too. Um, Isn't it an interesting dichotomy? It becomes who we are. It, it, it uh, affects our actions. And then that affects how we see ourselves. It's 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 very cyclical in that way. Yes. But a simple thing can become a positive force in our life, can't it? Mm-hmm. The kinder we are to people, the happier we are, they are. And suddenly our world starts changing, you know, around us. It Uh, genuinely would be a good assignment for someone who's dealing with depression. Now, I don't mean a clinical in the bed depression, but if they're up and around and struggling with those heavy feelings of life is just not fun. It honestly would be a good assignment for them to decide, all right, every day. I'm going to do one thing for someone good that doesn't know it. I'm just going to force myself to find someone. I will bet you within three days, that person would be feeling a little lighter, like they're contributing some good to the world, like they matter. Somebody smiled because of them. It would not take long. Yes. And uh, Todd's just asked, can kindness neutralize negative energy? I think absolutely it can. In somebody else but also mm-hmm. in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can, if you just become aware, it's all about self-awareness, but if you become aware, you'll realize you have, you may have this negative narrative mm-hmm. about yourself, other people, the world, where it's headed, all of that. Mm-hmm. And kindness can turn that turn that around. Okay, so my last question to for you and to explore is, what can we positively do to be more kind? Uh, I like this. And the first, the abs- the first thing, and in, in my pers- from my perspective, um, the number one thing is that the more loving we can become toward ourselves, less judgmental towards ourselves. When we make a mistake, when we can be, if then we can be able to say, I'll do better next time. Hope I can, what can I learn from this? This is not the end of the world. I saw a picture not too long ago. It had a picture, it had two pictures of a globe. And the first one said something like, this is what it looks like before your mistake. And this is what it looks like after your mistake. It doesn't change. The world is not going to change. 
And if we can lighten up on the pressure we put on ourselves, I'm speaking to myself right now, not just anybody else, but if we can lighten up on the pressure we put on ourselves, then it's a whole lot easier not to demand that same sort of pressure onto other people. Yes, yes. So when we say love ourselves, we're not saying go and spend lots of money in the shops. We're talking about not being self-critical, um, you know, as I said, forgiving ourselves for things we've done in the past that have happened. We're all going to make mistakes. You know, right. being human is about making mistakes, falling down, doing things right. we're not proud of. It's part of the tapestry of life. Yes. And to look upon all that uh, with the positive attitude is part of being human that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this, the biggest thing is to have the intention to be kind. That's Mm -hmm. That's number one. And then to realize in yourself, what are the barriers to kindness, which are in your subconscious mind? Yes, yes, yes. And, um, and actually, probably more barriers to kindness than we might like to realize or like to think about. All those triggers, if, if we've reached an age above about 12, and maybe even not that old, then we have things in our mind that get triggered, that get sparked when we have an experience that reminds us of something negative that happened in our past. And so, and they can be, they can seem not related, different person, different time, but our gut picks up on it. Our mind does and our mind, our our gut clenches, our chest tightens. And when that's going on, it can be exceedingly difficult to be kind to the person we're in interaction with. So difficult. But we've said that when it's most difficult is when it's most important too. (laughs) Yes. When it's most difficult to be kind to yourself, that's the time it's most important to forgive yourself for what's happened, to forgive others for what they've done, or Mm -hmm. not to react in a conversation, or not to say, I told you so, and bring up, Uh dredge up all the things that have happened, you know, for the last 20 years. Yes, yes, yes. That's not kind and it does not do any good. (laughs) It just doesn't help. But that's when it's absolutely most important. And I guess also it begins with realizing that this kindness is the most important thing for our own happiness. I agree. And it's the most important thing for our relationships. Yes. It's, It's what we pass down to our children. It's how we affect the people close. And strange, like we mentioned, the shopkeeper, the person who brings the mail, the neighbor as you pass them on the street and they're walking their dog. Those kinds of kindnesses make such a huge difference. You know, the bridge of all successful relationships is laid one brick of kindness at a time. And very and small. destroyed by one thoughtful or thoughtless action at a time, you know. or um, So it's not a big thing it could be a very tiny thing but it makes a difference in the overall scheme of Mm -hmm. things suddenly you realize i've been with this person 10 years and there's no relationship there's no connection and because people have forgotten to be kind sure true Um, you end up in a relationship maybe you're even married or in a partnership and you feel like after a while we're just roommates and you find that you may not even being be being as kind to your roommate or your romantic um, partner as you are to the random stranger who's checking you out in the grocery line. Yes. And then we, we need to re- we need to rethink that. Yes. 
because I think we have more expectations of the people they're closest to. Oh, for sure. And they've heard us. They've heard us as well. Yes. We have history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're with anybody long enough, you know, you're going to feel hurt. Um, yeah. So that's just normal. And of course, uh, keep a diary. We talked about keeping a diary. Mm -hmm. Diary of what you're grateful for in your life. Mm -hmm. Diary of what you, the kind thing you've done. So it kind of makes you or keeps you accountable, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Todd has a very good comment in here, and it's something that we were going to go into. He mentions a tool that he likes is from Stephen Covey of Highly Successful People, where he teaches to seek first to understand. Yes. And, and we've talked about that and that idea of curiosity. In our communication, We if we can help ourselves learn and take on the trait of I will be curious. So the person that we love says something to us that feels sharp or cutting or it, it slices us in some way a little there can be a lot of value if we can catch ourselves not to react there can be a lot of value if we can slide into being curious what what, what is that about why is are they so upset about that what how can i so if we can be curious then we can protect ourselves from jumping into Jumping into fight mode. Yes, yes. Seek. I love this point. You know, the prayer from St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, you know, uh, I seek to understand rather than be understood. Mm -hmm. So I think in every situation, we could ask ourselves, how can I be more kind? You know? So we need to look at this one. This is a great question, a comment on a work situation. I had a big argument many years ago with one of the professors in my department, and now I'm trying to get a promotion and he is in charge. Isn't that just the way it is? <laughs> um, so I feel I have no hope of getting any promotion. Is there anything I can do? Or am I just thinking of myself now? Hmm. What you think there, Manoj? I think... You can be happy with or without your promotion. Mm. That's what you've got to train yourself for. Mm -hmm. Because if your happiness depends on what's happening outside, then your life is going to be a constant roller coaster. And the work we're doing at Human Wisdom is all about managing our own reactions to situations, being anchored in our own peace, our own sense of happiness inside. So then... Of course, the challenges outside will come and go. In this case, whether I get a promotion or not, or I get a job or not, or whatever the challenge might be. Sure. Uh, that, might be, that might be the him getting in his thinking of himself, that getting in his own mind. How do I do that in my own mind? And I actually also believe that in most communications, what people want to do is feel heard. They We really want to feel like somebody gets us. Now, I don't know one thing about this argument, how it began, how it ended, what it looked like, who contributed to it. I know nothing. But very often when there's been some sort of altercation, some sort of breach in a relationship, both people just need to be heard. I might, I don't know, like I say, I know nothing about this situation, but one of the things I would want to ask Josette is, if we were in a uh, a council situation would be I would want to ask her if it would be possible for her to pretty early on in a humble but not doormat sort of way acknowledge you know I really hate that be honest I, I really hate that our last conversation ended like it did and 
almost to clear the air first because as you, you you clear a little bit of air and then it doesn't hang over as this unseen unfinished thing i think I would, having a conversation is key isn't it if we can do that then um you know mm -hmm. so much can get sorted okay mm -hmm. so martha i think we've got through most of the material we were going to talk about and i'm going to take a couple of minutes to show people talk a little bit about human wisdom and what we're doing and then open it up for everyone's questions and comments so please uh, think of what you want to add to the conversation. I'm just going to share my uh, screen and show you what we're doing. So our goal at Human Wisdom is to help make uh, the world a better place by giving everyone the self-awareness tools to connect with their own inner intelligence or wisdom and apply that to flourish in every aspect of their life. And many of the things we've talked about today like communication, relationships. We have detailed modules on, on all of that. For example, here's the communication module. It explores the art of listening and speaking and understanding and how to have difficult conversations. Actually, one thing we did say, Martha, yesterday when we spoke is that being kind may not always be... What I mean is that sometimes being honest is the kindest thing you can do. Yes. See, yes. and I think we need to highlight that. So even though what you're saying might hurt somebody, okay. say in a relationship, and you are unhappy, but you don't say anything because you think it'll be unkind, mm -hmm. but then the problem just doesn't go away. It festers for 10 years and the relationship breaks up. It would have been so much better to say up front, look, I'm unhappy because of this. And that mm -hmm. may be the kindest thing to do in that situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I would definitely agree. And I've said to a lot of people that sometimes the most loving thing doesn't appear loving from the outside, but it is loving. And so I had to figure this out myself. I had a picture in my mind that if it was loving, it was sweet and kind and roses and rainbows and sprinkles. I mean, that's what that's what love looked like. And we get a little experience in life and we realize sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't appear that way. The example I give all the time is when my six month old had to have a series of antibiotics, um, you know, that little pink amoxicillin that we force down our baby's throats when they have to have antibiotic. They don't like it, at least mine didn't. And I was having to strap him down, you know, one arm here, one arm there, a leg over his legs and stick that medicine down his throat. He's fighting, he's screaming. There is no way he felt like his mother was loving him at that moment. <laughs> yes. He had strep throat. If I hadn't, if I had not given him the antibiotic, who knows? I mean, it could have been very, very bad. So it was loving. And we have to remember that sometimes speaking the truth, even if it is painful or just uncomfortable for someone to hear, it is still the most loving thing. Yes, yes. Um, such an important thing. And of course, please feel free to browse it and you know download and browse it at your leisure. So I'll stop that and uh, open the conversation up. Uh, so just to summarize what you've said, one is small acts of kindness are important. It takes less energy to be kind than to be mean. And I think that's true. And the third thing is on social media, just to try and be positive and supportive of people and what they're trying to do in the world. I think it's very, very important. Thank you for that. That's a great um, point. And I would add too, we need to be aware of what that social media is doing to us because the culture of social media is all about 
me, me, me. Look what I did. I did lots of protect protection involved in that. It's oh. the opposite of I want to be involved in others' lives. I want to, I, I love you. I want to, to make your life better. I want to know about you and be curious about you. It's the opposite of that. And so it can be affecting us. I have social media. I'm not saying it's horrible, but I am saying we have to be wise for us to be aware of how it's affecting the way I see the world and the way I see myself. Um, anything else, David? No, no, that's brilliant. Really appreciate you holding the space. Thank you. Uh, go, Palin. Um, on not just kindness, but everything else that we do is that Everything that we do in our engagement with other human beings is often conditional. Hmm. We don't seem to, yeah, we we don't seem to and want to engage with people unconditionally. So if even the kindness or uh, that we exhibit or demonstrate uh, is conditional. Yes. Just to be aware of that, I think the awareness of it brings its own corrective action. We're yes. not saying it's wrong or it's a sin or you should hate yourself for it. We're saying it's part of being human. But just the awareness of it, this is what your mind is doing, allows so you it, then to, do, to change. So in every transaction we are in, as and mostly with human beings, you find that you're only interacting on the basis that it's that there are conditions attached, yes. consciously or un unconsciously, yes. and 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 obviously that leads to uh, 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 unmet expectations uh, and leads to other things, right? And, and and then you get disappointed, you get angry, you get everything else that comes well, along with it. And people are going to respond to you in the same way, right? Yeah. If you're conditional, they're going to be conditional. You know, you didn't cook dinner yesterday. Well, I'm not cooking dinner today or whatever <laughs> it might be. I love this quote by Morgan Freeman. He says, how do we change the world? And he said, just one act of kindness at a time. Mm -hmm. um, Jenny, you had a thought about... Uh, we rarely get to hear the impact of our kindness. Do you want to come in on that? No, it was just about the, the measurement. You know, we can do something really, really simple and never, ever know, you know, smile at someone. You never get to know that they were going off to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that made all the difference. Yes. yes. We just have no idea of what is going on in someone else's life. Yes. No idea at all. And it is all I, I, I. And, you know, I often, you know, someone carves me up. And I just think, I hope you get to wherever you need to go in time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jenny, that's a beautiful thought you've just shared, which is, to realize there's so much suffering in the world mm -hmm. and we just can't see it, right? And the smallest act of kindness, whether it's a smile or a small thoughtful gesture, might just ease someone's suffering. And mm -hmm. uh, what a wonderful thing 
Uh It makes me think, Manoj, that what we must do is we must take out of our mind the idea that I need to know what's going to come out of this. We must must solidify in our mind, I'm doing this because I believe it to be right and good, and I believe it to be a way that I can contribute good into a world that is clearly very much in pain. And so every little bit I can contribute matters, whether I ever know how how it matters or not, I believe it matters, and, and it will. And the environment around us improves, you see, which of course indirectly Can I say something? Of course, go ahead. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, for kindness, we need to be very good listeners. Mm. It's the, uh, I think anything else that we need in today's world is kindness. Mm -hmm. Kindness kindness is the most important thing that we need now above everything else. If we had to choose from many things, it has to be kindness. Yes, yes. We have to know. Most of the time, we are not good listeners. Mm-hmm. We we don't think about a person's background, his turmoils, his the anxiety that the person is going through. All we need to be is not even say anything, just be a good listener. Mm-hmm. Probably the person is just looking for someone who, you know, he wants to confide in or talk to. And the least that one can do is be a good listener. And like Mahatma Gandhi has said, be the change you want to see in this world. So I I had put in the chat that I have a a concern about quantifying kindness. Um, I I mean, I certainly know I'm a psychologist, so I know I certainly know the behavioral training of making us aware, you know, counting when when we've been kind. But um, but the reality is that at least from where I am here in New York and the experience that I have even with young people for a very long time, um, the quantification of everything is part of what I believe is the problem that kids have and people in general have with understanding um, where they can grab onto things like their empathy um, because the reality is that these these constant standards that keep being pushed out uh, put people in a place of feeling judged all the time. And if we don't reach this standard, then we are not good. So maybe getting into just that idea of, wait a minute, slow down, think, how does that feel inside you? What did you feel when you smiled at that person? When you smiled at that person, what was the response and how did that feel when you got that response? And we don't do enough of, of that kind of noticing and that kind of self-awareness uh, building, I believe, you know, from what I see. In every moment in our lives, we have a choice, which is if you can ask yourself, What's the kind thing to do here? Mm-hmm. You, If you ask the question, you'll always get the right answer. But the key right. thing is to remember to ask the question. Uh, Robin, it's a pleasure to have you. Go ahead. Okay, unmuting. Sorry, I was, I was saying this has been a really wonderful conversation and um, I've so appreciated the comments and the thoughtfulness. Um, there. 
so many thoughts in my head, but the one that I was thinking about that I wanted to share is um, when I was a graduate student, I had two young children that were 18 months apart. And it was, you know, coming back to the question of why, what gets in the way sometimes, right? And as you can imagine, very stressful. My family didn't live nearby. And I was trying to figure out, you know, how to be the best parent I could while I was pursuing something that was important to me. Keep This was, my kids are now 25 and something, 23. And, uh, and I, I just sent my daughter off to school, graduate school. And, and I, I still can think of missed opportunities, never too late to go back. So it's okay. But where I need to go back and say, I heard you, I, you know, we, it was stressful for her getting there and all the things. And as a parent, you're, you're, oh, the other thing, fear, I think somebody else mentioned fear, like fear, will she be okay? She's going to New York city. Are she going to be okay? Is she safe? What's her housing? Like what are her roommates? And, and she's just excited. Can I be in the moment with her? Even if I have all these things and that, that kindness was being, is being in the moment, even though as a parent, I have fears and concerns. Doesn't mean I can't address them, but, um, Anyway, I, I wanted to share that perspective as a, as a parent and, and also how much I've really appreciated. Robin, there's so many great things you brought up. One is that we always feel we don't have time. <laughs> yeah. Whereas actually life is only in the moment we're in, right? We're, That's al right. we're always rushing to the next moment, you know? Mm -hmm. We could pause in the moment we're in and ask, hey, how can we be more kind? But as humans, one of the other things we're doing is trying to bring this understanding into education. Because if you can bring this into education and help children realize the importance of kindness, then they can grow into adults where kindness becomes their instinct, their first instinct, rather than something we have to stumble and learn the hard way in life, you know. Uh, I think uh, the other thing we need to remember is that uh, if we remember, like it gives a sense of gratitude that no one in this world is perfect. Mm. So right? important. Yes. So, so important. Yes. No one in this world is perfect. If we remember that, and uh, and then we respect everyone's individuality, even our own. Mm. We are also not perfect. So we we accept ourselves with all our follies and accept others, and we have that sense of gratitude. Then the kindness pours in. Yes. In us, around the world. Yes. Yes. You can Thank be you. more kind. Thank you, Riti. So for me, to summarize, I'd say first to wake up and realize the importance of kindness for the strength of our relationships, which are absolutely the foundation of our own happiness. So we, are, we have to learn to be kind for our own happiness. That's number one. Once you've got that intention, then to understand what gets in the way, which is often your mind just thinking about itself all the time. And in every moment you can ask, what can I do to be more kind? What's the kind thing or the kindest thing to do in the situation? And I think those simple little things and maybe journaling, you know, could also really help. So I hope everyone's taken something away. And I certainly have from this conversation. Um, and thank you so much for coming and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. This podcast came to you from the Human Wisdom Project. To find out more, please download the Human Wisdom app or visit humanwisdom.me. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>